Thanks so much for joining us for Faith in Four Letter Words, where we take an unapologetically real look at surviving the boys club, perfect poly, and motherhood, all while living in that glorious fishbowl under the watchful eyes of everyone. I'm Amanda Goodman. Tara's still on a sabbatical. Special guest. First of all, these two... Alden, you're joining us for the first time. Kyle, you were here for a few times before, and I think it's like the most listened to. So I don't know. I guess women are just tired of hearing my voice, or they just <laughs> wanted some men on this program. Yeah. So we're here with Cedar Valley Soccer Club. Kyle is the executive director. Alden, you are the director of coaching. So welcome. Thank Thanks you so for having much us for again. Having yeah, yeah, we're back. I know. It's we're nice. glad. I was stopped by so many people. They're like, you got to have them back on. You got to have them back on. We learned a lot. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny because you were giving some real talk to parents about kind of like ease up, right? Like, here we come. You guys have a new season coming up, right? So I want to talk about the parents because we joked around the one day that, I mean, I said that we need an idiot's guide to soccer because, you know, I <laughs> act like I know soccer, even like, you know, I don't know soccer, right? I want to put you on the spot real quick. If you both can give me five things, five things for this season that parents need to know about the game of soccer or things that you wish that parents would know. Five things. Five things that they would know? Should know. What, should, should, what are five know. things that people who, you guys are the experts, you're the professionals, yeah, you've definitely. played your whole lives, this is your job. So you know soccer. So that's why it's always funny to me when, you know, parents are telling you who to play, <laughs> what to do. I yeah. mean, it's kind of funny. So what do they need to know? I mean, for, I'll, I'll start with one or two quick off the top of my yeah. head. I think the big thing is the game belongs to the players, right? Even as we as coaches, um, this sport seemed to be a coach-centered model, and it needs to be a player-centered model. It should be about their needs. Their, it's their experience, right? We're here to guide them, put them in an environment where they can get better. Um, but I, I would say the game belongs to them. Don't take that away from them, right? Mm -hmm. Let them enjoy their experience, good, bad, ugly. Let them enjoy that um, game because it is a game. Right. right. Yeah. Right. It's supposed to be fun. What was your second one? Oh, I lost my train of thought. You I know. I, you can get going, right? <laughs> I did. It got I mean, stuck. I, I, what do you think? I, what, what, what's your, no, what's your honestly, biggest one? I don't want to put you on the spot with five. Yeah. What's your biggest one? No, honestly, I, I, used, I believe actually um, – Parents should usually support their kids at any time, honestly, too. I know when I was growing up, my parents, honestly, I was fortunate enough that both of my parents supported me. My grandma, grandpa supported me as well, too. So that's one of the biggest, biggest, it, it's just a support. Support through everything, through support through the process. Uh, I think, like, a parents uh, should actually allow the kids to have fun as well, too. Obviously, when I was growing up, we had a lot, a lot of different, you know, the coaches that we've been through, obviously, too. Uh, it was much tougher to play in Europe than the United States, but I think, like, a fun support was one of the two things that I usually would recommend everybody to make sure that you allow your kids to have those two things. Your parents still support you because they're yeah. always at the games. Yeah. They're always at the games. I'm That's, sure you've seen them. I've seen you them. Know, they're, they're great. Always they're always smiling. They go to every in. field and cheer for every Definitely. single team. Cedar Valley teams only, Cedar of Valley course. Teams, I mean, right. like only Cedar Valley teams. <laughs> that's correct. All right, so parents, let's say this. Yes or no, should they be at practice? I, mean, I think that leads into the component of trust, right? So, you know, it, even we just started practice this week, right? And I went out there, we're walking around, and there's the new parents, right? Which is okay. You come <laughs> the out. Wagons. Yeah, you got the you wagons. You come out, and you put your chairs on, you watch your yeah. kids. You want to make sure they're okay. And eventually what happens is they'll be like, yep, my kid's fine, and they'll go do what they need to do, their errands or whatever, which is great. So 
Um, but yeah, I think, I think just trusting, you know, what we're trying to do, which is give them an experience. And then you as a parent kind of separating a little bit and let them be individuals and kind of have their experience. It's their game again. Right. So, um, I think that, I think that's important, but there, there is a little bit of probably angst. It's a new program for a lot of these kids and, um, but yeah, give it, give your kids to us. It'll be okay. We promise. You <laughs> See, know? I like your positive spin on it. I like the fact that you are a glass, you know, half full kind of guy. Cause I'm thinking like. Like, cut the strings. You, you know what I mean? Like, let it go. You can't control it. I think, you know, I, I'm i calling all parents out because, you know, I, I see it firsthand. No matter what sport it is, parents want that control. They want to be able, you know, te to text you if they're they're angry about playing time or question you about, you know, what position you have Definitely, little Johnny yeah. at. So it's like, just go home, right? And then don't act like you're taking laps around the <laughs> yeah. soccer field or wherever you are like we everybody knows you're watching well and i think that i think i'm glad you said that because that was one of my, my second thing was <laughs> thank you for doing that yeah. was hey if if you need to be there i mean if you if you're if you looking for something you're going to find it right if you go looking for trouble you're going to find trouble so no right. matter what if you're there you're going to see something and it's just our nature right we look for negative we look for things that we got to critique it's just how Definitely. we are right we don't go oh well that you know 80 minutes of that 90 minute practice were great, but you know, that one 10 minute block, you know, I didn't like what happened there or something, you know? So, <laughs> yeah. um, but it, it's really cool. Cause the younger kids, you see the parents there with them. And then the older, older parents, they just kick their kid out of the car and they scream out of the parking lot. Cause they're like, Nope, we're good. We got it. Right. So <laughs> guilty. Yeah. Guilty it's like mom that, time. Uh, thank you. Yeah. Right. So, but it, I understand that there is a, there is a transition in that and they'll get comfortable as we go further along. And, and, yeah. and, and I honestly, I, I agree with Kyle, honestly too. I mean, the folks should trust their, the coaching staff right now. There's a process that we go through it right now, and and we want to make sure the kids are comfortable with us on the fields as well, too. I know in my first day, let's say this Monday, I was with the United New Tens boys, and then all of a sudden you have a group of folks just come put their chair next to the fields, literally right there next to the kids and stuff like that. And there's a couple of kids always like, hey, Coaches, you know, what's going on? You know, our folks are just right on the line. <laughs> so I kind of stepped in. I said, like, you know what? Hey, let's move the co uh, the parents a little bit more up the hill. And I, we had a nice approach. We tell them, explain them. Hey, I think the kid's going to be much more relaxed if you guys are up there. And if you guys have any questions, you can always ask us or approach us at the end of the practice as well, too. But I think, like, uh, that separation space and environment that we work in, we want to make sure the kids are really comfortable with us. We want to make sure the coaches are comfortable as well, too, helping player development process as well, too. And at the same time, uh, there's a much more freedom, relaxation, and much more fun when you have the environment that you can actually have a freedom on it as well too. Well, so. and when those kids are there and the parents are there, who are they looking at? Who oh. are they constantly yeah. like checking right. their shoulders on? Oh, mom and dad are right. over there. They're watching me. They're babysitting me. And yeah, like, and okay, kids well. always behave better when their parents are not there. Definitely, they yeah. always behave better. And it's you know you parents need cut the cord because you need a coach to lay into <laughs> you know little Johnny or Susie yeah. every once in a while, right? Because they're not right. They're learning the the, the kiddo. And they need to focus on the parent, but I don't know what the, you know, the disconnect is. And I know that it puts you guys in a, because you're nice guys. You're generally nice people. You're there for the kids. Thank so it puts you, you anytime, anytime. <laughs> generally, yeah. generally nice people. You yeah. are genuinely nice people, but it puts you in a difficult, because I know that you want to say, you know, mom, dad, go home. They're okay. First of all, they're safe. Yes. Right. Definitely. There's never just one coach on the field. There's always multiple. You went through safe sports. So if someone says, well, I don't, I don't. When I, I'm not comfortable leaving, 
they're they're safe. They're in good hands. Let yeah, trust right. the process and let the coaches do. We're the one job. of the few youth sports that require all of our coaches to do the safe sport training, which is the sexual abuse awareness mm-hmm. trainings, which is a couple hour training that helps our coaches recognize the, um, you know, any issues that you know occur when that because there are behaviors and things with players that occur that are being you know abused like that. So our coaches are trained through that, but we're one of the few sports that does that. Uh, requires that before they can can coach or that before they get their coach passes and things like that. So I, I think soccer is ahead of the curve on that one for sure. Hundred percent, as they should be. And I I want people to know that, especially in the Cedar Valley, it's one of the safest places that you know the safest sports that your kids can play. Cause you're taking care of. I want to like take a hard take a hard left here real quick. Um, <laughs> it's going back to parents, just because I was one of those parents, right? So my oldest starts playing several years ago. She's playing defense, and I'm used to playing basketball. So I'm like, get the ball! Like, I'm yelling, like, get the ball! And my husband's like, shut up. She's doing exactly what she's supposed to do. So how do you, is there an idiot's guide for soccer? For new parents coming in, especially into the United program where it's, you know, coached by professionals, of the basics. Because every parent acts a fool on the sidelines. Every single one. Yeah, I, like we talked about in the previous ones. Just let your let your kid play. It's their game. You know, if you want to shout, like okay, shout at your kid, but don't try to instruct them in what you think is correct, right? Because right. it no, might be yeah. might be different than from what your coach is telling. Well, nobody them. should be doing that anyway. Yeah. I mean, but I'm talking like basic knowledge, so their mouth is closed, but when their mind's processing <laughs> on the sideline, they yeah. know what's going on. You know, the definitely the, like the offsides and the you know corner kicks and when it's a penalty kick and. Yada, yada, oh, based the basic rules, right? The basic yeah. rules. Basic rules. Yeah. I mean, as Kyle is saying, I mean, we we approaching this, you know, the season maybe the next couple of weeks with the games already too. I mean, I I think like a parents should know the basic rules, obviously, too, uh, where to recognize maybe some things on a on a field such as offside or anything like that. But at the same time, you know, they have to be adults too as well too you know they have to behave on a sideline as well too i mean i know kids are receiving mixed messages a little bit too as well mm-hmm. sometimes we as a coaches we tell them one thing but sometimes the parents on the sideline they tell them a different thing probably you know so so we're trying to close the gap a little bit more that we can do some more parent educating as well too at the same time so i think like uh, with uh, with the new pro staffs that we have right now with uh staff member that we have will probably have some maybe time for the future like a uh, parent education a little bit more that they can be entitled a little bit you know what they can do what they can do obviously to in the fields too i know for example previous season we have a lot of buzzing creation kids in our team too and there's a lot of mixed messages too obviously too so Coaches are speaking English language, and then all of a sudden, on the sideline, their folks are talking like on Bosnian creation, and then you can hear the kids too, you know, like the face expression. They're just saying like a something that coaches might not understand at that point. They say like you do what? though, yeah. <laughs> so I usually, you know, since I'm like a multi-language person, obviously I do understand what they're talking about at that point. But it is a clearly a little bit tricky, you know, when you go through all of those like a mixed messages too. I tend as a coach always at the end of the game maybe approach a few folks that are speaking different language from my countrymen and just explain to me, you know, probably maybe next game, you know, try to avoid, you know, giving more instruction to the kids because that's our job obviously as a coach is we want to make sure that they do give the 
appropriate instructions from us coaches that they can actually play the good game, that they can have fun, but at the same time that they can actually have a successful game as well too. That's what I really wanted to focus on parents for this episode because it was interesting. The last couple that we aired, I was stopped by so many parents and they were kind of like, wow. Because these were parents that were um, against not having traditional tryouts. These were parents who wanted kids cut. Because yeah. if you cut kids, then it says that this is an elite program. And you said something, Kyle, and it was, um, you know, who am I to cut a kid? If they're willing to work hard, if they're willing to do this. And she said, you know, this woman's like, it opened my eyes greatly. Because who, you know. Yeah. So it's coming off a new season. Whether it's soccer, you're listening and your kid plays soccer. They're going into football season. Or they're going doing cross country, whatever. The rules are all the same when it comes to parents. Trust the process. Yep. Right? You are you don't know what you don't know. And I think that's, you know, that's the biggest thing. Because, I mean, how, how what are you thinking as coaches when the problem is on the sideline, the problem is the parent. Are you do you are you ready to wash your hands with the kid? Uh, um, I think the main reasons why kids are cut is behavioral, not just player, but potentially parent as well. And then you know, depending on roster sizes of teams and levels of players, so there are there are situations where those do occur. Um, but if they check all the boxes and they hit all those targets that we like, we'll we'll find a way to make it work. Whether it's moving groups up, down, you know, things like that. But yeah, I think the biggest challenge you do have is we have, you know, you can call them helicopter parents, lawnmower parents, hover parents, whatever you want, right? And I think the intention is is good. Like you want your kid to have the best, you know, and, and to rise to the top. But sometimes you end up just putting them in trouble. You get them on the radar, of, get yourself on the radar of your coaches in a club or high school coaches, college coaches. I mean, college coaches um, coming from that environment, I've done that a couple years, um, is – you know, if, if the parent is speaking for the kid, then you're like, well, there's a red flag for us. Maybe we don't want to recruit this kid because as a college coach, I don't want a parent who's constantly emailing me, calling me oh, what's going on, right? Yeah. So just, you know, it's okay to help your kid and provide them with opportunities, but make sure that, you know, you're not overbearing because the people who are running these programs might say, you know what, we don't really need that. That's bad. For, that's bad for us. Especially that conversation in the car, too, when your kid gets in the car from practice and they may he or she may have had a bad practice or they got irritated with a teammate or they think the teammate was late or the teammate wasn't doing this or X, Y, Z. And it's kind of like, I think the parent needs to rein it in and be like, you worry about you. You yeah. do you. Don't worry about him, her or whatever. Yeah, don't don't rag on other people. Yeah, don't rag on other people's kids to your kid because then that, that's a learned behavior, right? So if the parent says, well, you had a great game today, but so-and-so did not, well, then the kid's like, you know what? I did do great today. And you know what? She or he did not do great today. 100%. So, you know, so trying to limit those things to your own child, I think is, is a good rule of thumb too. But yeah, I mean, everybody has bad games, right? Everybody has bad moments, yeah. but, and, and trying to hold kids account, you know, maybe if the kid wants to talk about it, great. You didn't play well today. Let them come to you, and we'll discuss it. But the kid also needs to feel safe coming to you. If they don't feel safe coming to you to have yeah. a conversation, that's another red flag for you as a parent. If it's a bad game for the child, and they don't want to talk about it with you, maybe there's a red flag there that says they they don't feel safe. They don't feel comfortable talking to you because it shouldn't be that way, right? Right, right. Do you have issues with with parents on the sidelines? Like, have uh, you, do you have to have one on one conversations? So yeah, like, definitely. So, for example. Uh, I had one, it's not a, like a big incident, but it's just like a conversation that I had with the folks, obviously, too. Um, especially, you know, uh, the internationals or the people who are coming from, you know, overseas, you know, 
soccer is basically in their blood you know their parents play the grandparents played and stuff like that so it is uh, something that is very cherished as a sport it's a top sport in their country and when they came to united states obviously too they expect the same thing same expectations you know they want their kids to be uh, stars they want their kids to be play well they want their kids to win every single game it's possible too so i myself had a couple of situation too where kids played you know so-so game that like a bad day or something like that and then all of a sudden you see their parents like uh screaming at them uh, yelling at them at the halftime they want them to do better they want to do good and then all of a sudden like i kind of mess up kids performance on the field as well too so i honestly had to step in and just talk to the folks and tell them a hey, uh not every game you have to win you'll win some games you'll lose some games you'll tie some games and that's part of the cycle of the soccer game or any game that you play in sports honestly too right. so you know we're here to support our kids we want to make sure that they do well you know not every day is not going to be the same sometimes they have a good game sometimes they have a bad game but deep down i mean we're all here to support our kids obviously Absolutely. through their journeys so we want to make sure that they come out of this you know soccer world obviously too when they graduate when they go to play their high school to play their college to become professional that they can be a role models of their communities that they can be a uh, you know, it's somebody to look for, obviously, too, as a, as a, as a role model to the future generations to come point. as well, too. So. You know, I have to do. I have to say, I have to brag on the international players. You know, <laughs> their their parents let coaches alone. From my side, I don't know. If yeah. Kyle's looking at me like, "What?" I yeah. don't, no, but I I remember there was a game, and you were coaching this game, Alden, and yep. you were laying into a couple of the kids, and those parents were just not in their head with you. They were in agreement with you. And I remember the kid looks over at his mom and she's like, don't look at me. You look at your coach. Yes. Now that same game, you yelled the same thing and you weren't mean yelling. So when I say yell, don't come for me out there, Karens, you know, <laughs> yep. like when you yelled that same thing and another kid from, you know, the United States and the, the dad was just, yeah. you know, irate. It was two different things. Yeah. And on the specific team, the international parents, they cheer for every kid. Yeah. They cheer for every kid on that field not just their own. And that's the divide I've seen. Like, that's why I love soccer. That's why I love the, the soccer club here because it is, it's so diverse, right? Yeah. It's so many, but there, it's interesting to see the different, how the parents and how the different cultures the are. The biggest thing is the internationals, but maybe not just internationals. It's kind of like, uh, it's changing the culture of the United States, reshaping the culture of the, the soccer United States as well, but they're becoming much more passionate about soccer as well too. I know, most of the internationals brought that like a vibe of being like a, that passionate and then mm -hmm. united states in people are kind of like uh you know observing that passion and they're becoming almost the same thing i mean you can probably see that in the bigger cities on the bigger stages mls games or international games or any games that you see it in a, you see it pretty much in a gold cup like last week where they have like a sold out crowd like sixty-five thousand people you know all of that people understand it's like that environment that passion that cheering for their teams and everything was so unbelievable honestly to finally to see it after a one year of uh you know being locked down basically from being a spectators in sports and stuff like that and that's gonna change and bring much more passion to it obviously as we go forward too what do you think it is what, what's gonna have to happen to keep the kids sucked into soccer right because i feel like a lot of kids play it when they're young they're little because that's the first sport that they can play 
And I know we lose kids uh, to football and, you know, the... I mean, I, I wish, and I think, you know, I think there's more females playing because of the success of the women's national team. I know they had a, a tough Olympics, but, you know, I, th I thought they played really well in that game that they lost, but sometimes that's soccer, right? right. It's, it's yeah. unfortunate the way it happened. They had all the game and then had a penalty and, you know, sometimes you just got to say, well, it's unfortunate without we played really well, but um, I think success is, it, it, you know, whether it's high schools or national teams, professional teams having success that people can say, you know what, there's a, there's an end game for me, or there's um, right now the best athletes play these other sports because there's more money, they're more televised, mm -hmm. it's more popular, it's just what everybody knows. Yeah. Um, but circling all the way back, I think kids need to be to enjoy it, right? Because at some point, you know, it, it it doesn't become fun anymore. So why are they choosing? And this isn't a dig on track. I never ran track, but why are they choosing track over soccer? What's the, you know, what's the balance, right? And sometimes it's because, well, the track and field team's really good at the high school level and the soccer team's not. So you lose some of your kids to those activities because they compete for high school, right? So they're competing for kids and some schools don't let kids dual sport, whether you're on either side of that coin, I don't know. Mm -hmm. There's probably pros and cons to that. But I think especially where we're at is I think success, you know, of programs kind of, forces kids sometimes one way or another and and then pressure from those coaches to you know go do this activity versus that activity and not let kids do multiple activities at that level i don't know you so. talked about the success of the program i have to bring this up so we have this we live in the society where you're not successful if you're not winning that's what people think right which that's not we've talked this talked about this in previous podcasts there have been teams at the club who played a hell of a game and they lost yeah. but it was like the best soccer they've ever played but they lost what is what's your advice to parents who say all right i'm out i'm out you're not winning i'm taking my kid to a team who wins like i look at you know the you know the bucks look at him he could have won you know milwaukee honest, bucks. Yeah. <laughs> and he even said he was like yeah. i could have gone to one of the best teams and i could win five but this one this one's a little sweeter yeah this one's a little sweeter so what do you tell parents who are ready because there's a lot of those parents well i think i think you're right i think there needs to be i mean there has to be some some element of success. So we have to go back to how do you measure success, right? Well, the first thing I say, you know, we're not winning a lot of games. Is your is your kid getting better? If your kids are getting better, okay, so that's 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 checkbox one, right? We're doing we're doing okay. The kid's getting better. They're not getting worse. Um, you know, then the next thing is your kid is your kid enjoying it though. Like obviously nobody likes to lose, but you know, are they okay and they're still enjoying soccer? Yes, okay, great. But if the measurement is well. You know, my kid's getting better, but we want to win more games. Well, why do you want to win more games? Is it you or is it your kid? What? Who Who wants to, to win the Facebook, games? Post it on Facebook, Kyle. Right? That's why. Well, they, want yeah, to, right. they want to post about it on social yeah. media. How many goals yeah. my kid scored? And and yeah, I, I, again, we want to be proud of our children and we want to showcase those things because it makes it make it's a you know a status of us as a parent, right? And I think I said that in a previous one was how good your player is is not a, a reflection of you as a parent, right? Right? Doesn't because every kid's a little bit different. Every kid grows differently, develops differently, competes differently. Um, if your kid's a jerk to other kid, that's a reflection of you yes. as a parent. Correct. But whether yes. you know you are Leo Messi out there or you know Mia yes. Hamm, it always ages me when I say Mia Hamm. <laughs> well, and we see these kids for two hours a week, and they're like, well, we're not winning. I'm like, what is well, what is your kid doing the other five days? Well, they're inside playing video games or they're playing football or baseball, which perfectly fine, no issues with that, but. Is the kid doing enough to 
make a, a con, you know con contribution to that team to help them push them over. If we can get 11 kids that are on the same page that are working more than the th two hours a week, then that's that's the difference between good and great is the extra time you're putting in. That's a good point. And so you were leaving that in the hands of the parents. That's, to, to some that's degree, the fine line, yeah, right? To some I'm, degree. And I'm, I've come to you and I'll say, you know, to Kyle, I need to put my mom hat on because I have a question because I don't want to be that, I don't want to be that mom, but then I don't know, right? When yeah. do you push, how, when do you push and like, how do you guide? And then when do you, you have, it's, it's a very, very fine line, especially when your kiddos start getting older, like 13, 14. You know, and th this is their goal. So when is that? We'll wrap this one up. We're going to have another one after this. But wh wh how do you do it? From a professional standpoint, what's the difference between guiding and pushing and giving resources or? Well, who initiates it? Right. I think is a big part That's of it. That's a great point. That's a great If yeah. your kid's like, hey, mom and dad, I really want to do this. You know, what can we do? Well, then mom and dad go talk to one of us or something and we can give some insight. But ultimately, I think the difference between... A lot of, you know, good kids, great kids, professional kids is it's their own, you know, what, what, what are they trying to get out of it? How much time are they willing to put on? What sacrifices are they willing to make? Right. You know, you, say, you hear that all the time. Well, are you, you know, are you going to sacrifice your hour of TV to go do some more soccer? Are you going to go sacrifice some time with your friends to do more soccer? I'm not saying you need to do that, but those are, I mean, you, we all only have so much time, right? Mm -hmm. And if you're sharing all this time with other things if you have dreams of going and playing for these great schools or programs you're going to have to put in extra time and and you're gonna have to cut away some of the other stuff right you give up a little bit of your job you have to we all do right that's we all your, have to that's the sacrifice that you make definitely i mean uh, i i agree with kyle honestly too uh it all depends obviously too on the expectation of the parents as well too um I know some parents usually are very pushy. You know, they want to push you their kids. You don't say, no. You know, so. <laughs> uh, but deep down, honestly, too, the parents have to trust the process. Right now, for example, Cedar Valley as a club evolved so much in the recent years. Uh, we're hiring, you know, new coaches, new professional staff. Uh, we're hiring all of those experts in the fields, too, that can actually reshape the game and help organization grow and kids actually uh, properly develop, obviously, too, in, in, in some segments as well. So, like I said, uh, Kyle pointed out, I mean, each kid has to do some extra work as well, too, if they want to make it in this sport as well, not just in soccer, but any sport in general, too. Mm -hmm. I remember growing up in overseas in Europe, I mean, you train probably like a three or four times harder than you would ever train in the United States, obviously, too, because you have uh, millions of kids that are chasing the same dream, same being a Messi or Ronaldo or name it, you know, and honestly, too. And then all of a sudden, there's a lot of dreams that are crashing at the same time. So if you don't put out extra work, it's going to be a little bit tougher in this world, you know. And nothing is going to be handed to you easy in the world, honestly. In a normal everyday life, you go to your work, you work, want to make sure you can put extra work, obviously, too, extra effort to earn a better living for your family. It's the same thing with sports, too. If you want to make it, you have to work extra hard, it's obviously, get too. rid of the entitlement generation, the participation trophy generation. And I have to say this, and this is not a um, the stance of the Cedar Valley Soccer Club. I am saying this from Amanda Goodman's mouth, right? The fact that there were so many parents who complained because we did not have, there were not third and fourth and fifth place trophies knock it off 
Yeah. Knock it off. Like, if you didn't win first or second, it's okay. Your kid's still yeah. a good soccer player. They still hustled, I'm sure. Next season, win first or second. Like, we have to get to that. Like, if there's there's going to be a winner and there's going to be a loser. That's it. Right. And I, I, I think we're doing our kids a disservice. You know, I've written about this. So people, nobody's surprised that I'm saying this right now. But I got emails from people who are very upset very upset because their team finished fifth or sixth and they didn't get a trophy. And I had to bite my tongue because I wanted to say <laughs> something else, yeah. but I'm like, I'm not, yeah. you know, it's just, I, I mean, what, what's your, t- I know you, I don't, I, I know you got to be very careful with what you say, but we're talking about youth sports. Should we go, should we do this thing? Should we still do this? These, these ribbons, the, uh, Pro, yeah, pros and cons, right? right. I, th- yeah. I think there's benefits in, in telling kids, "Hey, you you had a great weekend," um, but if it's a if it's a medal that says sixth place, you know, most of them get thrown in the trash before they get to their cars yeah. in the parking lot. Yeah, most of them do. Right. You know, is there you know is there more opportunities to do if if we uh, for, from a business standpoint, we spend thousands of dollars on medals and trophies? Is there a better way we could reinvest those dollars into something that's going to more benefit your program, right. yeah. Whether it's coach education, parent education, camps, yeah. clinics, whatever it is, right? Instead of um, doing those things, but you know, if it the kid gets the medal or the the, the ribbon and like, yeah, they feel good about it now, and then it, it's just okay, you know, be happy. But we got to play three That's, games or four games this weekend, and yeah. and I want parents it was to great. understand this. And I'm not just saying I'm not. I have four children. I'm nowhere near an expert. It is. I am the CEO of chaos at my house, right? <laughs> but I was a former athlete in my former life, right? And I was the daughter of a basketball coach for many years. There is nothing better. The only thing better than a ribbon, it's 10 times better than a ribbon, is when your coach looks at you and says, you played well. And when yes. you get in your car and your parents look at you in the face and say, I'm proud of you. That's it. Definitely, That's all. Yeah. Kids don't want a ribbon. I'm telling you. That lasts so much longer. It lasts such a bigger so impact. much longer. Definitely. I will end with this. It was in the Moonlight Classic. It's a big, the big evening, the big late night. My daughter was playing and one of her coaches looked at her and he said, you kicked ass today. They lost. They lost. Yeah. She gets in the car. Her dad, my husband, looks at her and says, that's the best I've ever seen you play. Cloud nine. They don't need a ribbon. They don't need to win every single game. I'm telling you. I mean, your kid, the kids are seeking the approval of their coaches and their parents. That's it. Yeah. More than, more than likely it's seeking. That's the approval they need. That's it. That's it. Honestly, if you lose any game, obviously to these days, you just, become stronger you learn out of every loss and it just uh, push you a little bit more to work harder and better and then you become a stronger mentally and physically as well too so that's it fall down six stand up seven yeah <laughs> all right thanks so much for joining us thanks to pixel labs and thanks to rock gym the og of gyms often imitate it never duplicate it we'll be back next week with the guys that come back